Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, Alex? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Uh, you had an interesting question that was brought up in the last Bible study. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that was? It was a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was a few, few weeks ago now, so it's a little fuzzier in my head than it was. But it was a good question because the fella, and a God-loving, tender-hearted fella, brought the question of if a person who is really good is going to make it to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I, I gave him sort of disappointing news. Oh. Because if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, which reminds us that, uh, you know, we all, we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Each one may receive what is due him, whether for the deeds done in the body, either good or bad. It talks about we live by faith, not by sight. Okay. And then you go to uh, Revelation chapter 20, and it says, uh, And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as according to the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and Hades, death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what he had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is a second death. If anyone's name was not written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So we know that the book of life is basically if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're in the book of life. Yeah. That says, sorry guy, you can live good, but if you don't have Jesus. That was sort of disappointing, but I I, I take it this way. First of all, we're not judge and jury. That's in God's hands. And I'd hate for us to think we are. Yeah. The second piece is the word of God sets as the word of God. It's not my interpretation. When it's this black and white, it's a little hard to waltz around. So if I have a friend who I know has not heard the gospel, I better get the job done. Yeah. And, and do it in a way that's respectful of who they are. Mm-hmm. because ultimately it's their relationship with Christ that's more important than anything else. Yeah. No, except my relationship to Christ, of course. Sure. Uh, I, I think we have uh, smoothed things over a little bit too much that uh, let's just all be good people. Right. When we talk about being a Christian, it's more than being good people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what God calls us to be good people, to be righteous. But he's not telling us that that's us to decide. Right. And if you look through the Gospels, it's not doing that aside from Christ. Right. All that moral code that is in, uh, especially you look at Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, those are centered in Christ and who he is. Mm Mm-hmm. And so to say a good person makes it to heaven, the heaven that Jesus is talking about, let's get real. That's a fair point. 
It's a hard reality, though. It is. I mean, I find it. I have found it a very, a very good question. So, when someone, if someone asks me if I think I'm going to heaven, and phrasing it that way, I would say. I, I would politician that answer. Would I, you politician oh, that answer? Politician oh, I'd like to hear it, Alex, po politician of that I answer. Do, I am not deserving of the kingdom of heaven. Okay. That's all I would say. And it's, it's a, it's a non-answer, but I feel like that's all I really know. You know what I mean? Am I wrong? Well, maybe we ought to talk about that. Maybe we should. I mean, uh, when we look at Romans 10, 9 and 10, yeah. do you believe in the, George, in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Do you believe God raised him from the dead? Yes. Well, that's the criteria that Paul gives in that chapter. You will be saved. Okay. So that gets you through the threshold, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd be going to heaven. Okay. I guess that's easy enough. And then, you know, I, I often reference chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians and say, so what are you building on that foundation you found in Christ? I see. So are you building on it with wood, hay, or straw? Well, when judgment comes, what you've done in life on that foundation of Jesus Christ either will persist through the fire or not. Mm -hmm. Whereas you think of gold and silver, those are refined by fire. Yeah, They're purified by fire. Precious gems is another thing mentioned there. Fire don't hurt them. Question, if we look into that a little bit more, was in Romans or what uh, John said. Like, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. Are there other parts in the Bible where that word, do you believe, do they define that in a different way? The, the, uh, the root word for that is pistos. Okay. And it's the same word, same root as faith. Okay. So are there other places in the Bible where they define what that looks like? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, oh, do you love Jesus? And I'm like, yes, of course I do. And like, well, the Bible says this is what it looks like to love Jesus. If you love Jesus, this happens. If you don't, you don't love right. Jesus. So the, the definition, basically, for pistos is in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Okay. So we, we, we talked about that at Bible study last night. So... When we pray for somebody, do we believe they're going to have healing? I mean, how much do we believe they're right. going to have healing? How much of our faith do we invest in that? Yeah. That God, God is truly capable of doing this healing, he, and, and uh, our prayers can be answered. Or do we approach prayer as saying, well, I'm going to put this up towards you, God, and whatever you do with it, it's your deal. Mm -hmm. It's just really important that we have the faith behind our prayers that says God is fully capable of a full healing. And I've, I've seen cancer patients walk into remission yeah. after a prayer. So I know it happens. Okay. Well, that leads me to another question, too, then. Um, just because I think we've covered that one good enough, don't you think? It's Yeah, if you think so, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's... That answers it good, well for me. Maybe I should uh, reevaluate how I answer, how I would answer that question. See, I, I guess, okay, the Amish always, they hope. 
Okay. For heaven. And I think that if we're living a life for Christ, we have the assurance of I heaven. See. It's not eternal security kind of thinking in my head. Because I, I think uh, Hebrews chapter 6 talks about damaging our witness to such an extent we can't get it back. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a possibility out there that we can actually destroy our witness as if we put Christ on the cross again. Right. And I hope nobody ever does that. Well, isn't, doesn't it also say in there that, you know, like the only way you will for sure not receive the kingdom of heaven is denying the Holy Spirit? Yes. The, like it that's doesn't the ultimate say, sin. Right. It doesn't say anything about anything else. That's the unforgivable yeah. sin. Is it's denying the will or the presence, you know, the, pre the will of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Working yeah. within your lives. Yeah, and that's sort of dangerous for some Christians yeah. who uh, don't want to have anything to do with or are scared of Holy Spirit kind of activities, prophecy, uh, signs, wonders, words, tongues. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it's just that little nudge you have that you're feeling that you don't really want to change. Change is scary. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. Well, and it puts you in a real awkward predicament sometimes. Right. I mean, this leads perfectly in the next question is about um, does God have an active role? Does God bless the coincidence, as we would call it? And I'll give you an example. So uh, it was a few years ago, farming, and I had had some bad mishaps with um, letting the dryer, the corn dryer, transfer overnight into a bin. And there was one time when I came out in the morning, it was Rob had sent me a text message. He's my stepfather and, and boss. And he said, you got about 2,000 bushels of corn laying on the ground oh. outside of the bin. Man, and scooped it all up, got it all cleaned up, right? And as I was transferring it into another bin, because we're trying to get harvest to keep going, that bin overflowed too. Just a list a little. I just noticed it, but you don't want to get it that full, right? No. I did it myself, so I know it's not a fun operation. So the next year, I was diligent about it. But there was one morning I woke up, and I knew in my head, and I go, oh, I did not check that bin. I did God, and I prayed. I said, Lord, please do not let that bin have overflowed please and went out there and it opened the bin lid six ear, like kernels of corn trickled out the bin lid that's how full it was and the dryer was completely empty oh wow so just enough room uh-huh now to a non-believer it's like that's a well yeah you got really nice you well, got lucky coincidence yeah, you got lucky and the other side of it is thank you lord oh i was so thankful yep mm-hmm I think it's not coincidence. Okay. In fact, I think sometimes he puts us at the right place at the right time for a reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe even delayed us with a uh, flat tire or something so that we showed up at the time needed okay. for somebody else. Or that we're driving down the road and uh, so often I end up stopping beside the road for somebody who has a flat tire or has car problems and uh, it's just the right time for a conversation in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think God is reckless. Okay. See, he is blessing us in those things that someone would say is a coincidence. 
Um, and sometimes we drive right past oh, yeah. those opportunities we could have. I mean, if the, I've always told people, if the Spirit gave you the hunch you should stop, you probably should. Yep. Because that's probably a nudge of the Holy Spirit, and you'll miss the blessing if you don't do it. If that nudge of the Holy Spirit, though, if you don't concede to that nudge, is that one of those things that we don't get back? Well, it's... That one's hard to tell. I'm not saying you're denying the Holy Spirit, but you're sure denying its power. Okay. It's not like you're sinning against the Holy Spirit as much as you're denying its power. So maybe that, that, that verse talks about... Maybe we should look into this more. I know we've talked about it before, but I just keep having different questions that arise, different situations. Well, what about this? What about mm -hmm. this? Maybe it's for those who deny that God is even moving within, moving us towards something that he's given us. If you're like, no, he's not. He, we just get judged at the end of, the, end of our lives. I, th I think it's, it's more... Here's where I'm coming from. I think we wound the Holy Spirit, grieve the Holy Spirit, if you will, when we don't acknowledge that it's moving in our midst mm. and that we we don't let it take control okay. of our lives, of the life of the church. I think there's a lot of good churches that are not spirit-filled because they're not taking time in prayer, asking the Holy Spirit to do its work. And I'm talking more, more than healings, more than, uh, I'm talking about Letting the Holy Spirit lead the church. Let the Holy Spirit bring, bring decisions. Mm -hmm. Let the Holy Spirit work out the, the ins and outs. Yeah. Uh, if there's a grief or a trial in the church, come together. I mean, if you have two different sites, all come together in the same room and pray for the Holy Spirit to show up. And I think we've treated the church like any other political entity. And we get powerful people and noisy people and gripey people, and then we try to make things happy. Mm -hmm. That's not ever that's not ever been the character of the church that is led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So when we go to the Bible and we we ask for the Holy Spirit to show up. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're you're totally right. And sometimes that's hard because you don't you have to love all those different people in the church. Even well, though you have to make hard decisions on stuff, stuff you don't agree with. And I would, I would nudge out so far as to say they're there for a reason. Oh, yeah. Because I sometimes in those discussions, those points of view are very valuable. Mm -hmm. But if they're not there to be voiced, nobody's hearing it. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit works among that. Mm -hmm. But no, again, it's one of those situations. Everybody wants their corners, and if they can't, push the whole of the center their direction they're not happy yeah it's not the church should never be under man's control it should always be under the control of the holy spirit mm -hmm. loving each other enough to again respect with disagreement on something right i mean there'll be times where you got some ungodly person that you have to deal with but that was dealt with in first corinthians chapter five too yeah uh, Paul has a, a way of taking care of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that way, when you do come together, the Holy Spirit can show up. Good. I, I, I need to make this qualification. Do it. That when we want the Holy Spirit to show up, we need to prepare for its presence. Okay. And that is to create 
to be to be holy, to come holy. I see. Take time for confession, get our sins before the Lord, ask for forgiveness, uh, come with a humble, contrite heart, ready to receive what God is going to bring out through His Holy Spirit. It's not we come here as a general meeting, right? I was, uh, I've seen healings happen just bang. I mean, amazing stuff. And then when people haven't prepared, nothing happened. Yep. So the preparation for the Holy Spirit to show up is just as much, even more important than people showing up. That's important. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. Do you have any pets? Mm -hmm. What do you got? We have a painted poodle, painted party poodle. Yeah, painted party poodle. And it's a miniature poodle, and it's about that big. <laughs> and uh, it is black and white. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's called a party poodle. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, it didn't, yeah, it didn't come Because it has two party. colors. You know, sure. Most poodles are one color or, or another color. <laughs> <laughs> so that just because it's now two colors, it's a. Party poodle. Poodle. Party poodle. Yes. Girl boy? It's a girl. What's her name? Dolly. Dolly. Dear Dolly. Oh, yeah. Yes, she has infiltrated our lives. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is she a lap dog? Definitely. Charlene's lap. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's always good to have something. My dog's just on that wrong size that it's like, no, 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 no please. Definitely no. fills your lap. Oh, yeah. Yep. A good dog. You got a good dog. He's he's okay, yeah. He's come a long ways. Come a long ways. Still a puppy. Just don't leave some food that you really want on that counter, and then you'll be it's fine. Gone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he's eating a whole loaf of bread. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. And it's almost like he knows mm -hmm. that we had planned on making French toast or something, and then there it goes. It's gone. Mm -hmm. No French bread today. I'll walk in the house and he's just like on his little leg bed, just like his eyes down, just like I'm looking around going, what, <laughs> what, what happened? Where's it? What happened? Where to go? And yeah. Well, it's like they know they've done something wrong. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. course. Yep. Isn't it neat that even a dog has a sense of good and wrong? Mm -hmm. Good and evil. Right and wrong. And yeah. He's betrayed. Right and wrong. Yeah. That's all they live for is just to serve you, you yes. know? It's like a sappy thing I saw once. It's like, you know, a dog is only a small part of your life, but you're its whole life. And that's uh it's that's why it's man's best friend. That's true. Because cats don't give a don't give a crap about you. That's true, yeah. Mm hmm But uh, Dolly's always ready for me to come home. Yep. Speaking of cats, I found out today that so we have this one cat. Her name is Derp because she was a a goofy looking cat when she was a kitten, right? Derp. Derp. D-E-R-P. Just kind of has a dumb look to her face. Anyways, she's smart. She is crafty. She's the best cat we have. But she likes to get inside. But she knows she's not supposed to. I found out today that when my wife comes home and parks the car in the garage, she sneaks in, which she's done before. But the diabolical part of it is that every morning, um, I will generally go down to the basement, pull something out for dinner from the freezers and I leave that basement door open and then I go and I start my wife's car in the garage and that cat jumps down and gets into the basement without when I heads in the car starting the car 
like how is this magical cat getting into the basement every time but just those few moments i know yeah. exactly how to do yep. derp how on earth did you ever come up with that name i think my stepsister came up with it because it was a a goofy looking cat she looked like she didn't have much going on from behind the eyes oh, but uh but you know better now oh yeah yep yep a lot derp mm -hmm. i'll have to put that in my phone and see how it comes up d-e-r-p yep i've got a whole list of cat names my friends think are funny that i name my i think it's always fun to give cats and dogs people names because oh then you're referring to them as like a <laughs> i don't have a dawn cat yet but okay that's good mm, yep yep on that silly note will else. you pray us out let's do all right Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and mercy and, and the many different ways you show it to us. And we pray, Lord, that as this message touches someone this morning, you'd show up for them, give them a sense of your peace and your presence. And if we can help in any way, let us know. Lord, we seek to live for your honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thanks for making it to the end again, everyone. Um, we're really blessed to have you guys to watch this because we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do it otherwise. We I mean, wouldn't really, do it otherwise. Although it is rather entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We no, I, mean, no, I, I miss it you. when we don't do it. Yep. But, but, um, but we're actually doing it for you guys. And so yeah. if you're getting something positive out of it, let us know that it's uh, being a positive part of your life. And uh, it's really interesting to see all the different places it's going. Yeah. And again, we're going to do the... Uh, we're going to have some guests on eventually or thinking probably after Easter because mm -hmm. it's going to be church leaders and that's kind of a busy time, right? So if you guys know any pastors, yes. church leaders that want to come and talk about... Or issues. That or issues. Want to be, want exactly. to talk over. Yep. We'd um, like to know about those things. Yeah. We're just trying to like spice things up a little bit. Yeah. Maybe reach a new community to not necessarily try to rely on people to you know share with different people all the time which is nice, but we're going to run out of content. I Really? Maybe. I don't I know. I can't imagine. You're so full of it. I mean, you got to do this for a living, so I, I imagine uh, you've had that thought before, but it's never stopped you. I have so many sermons, I'm never going to get preached. Mm -hmm. But hey, I'll just keep trying. Imagine if there was someone who knew exactly or remembered everything, and they're like, you did that in, back in 87. Well, I actually Same often thing. write it down in my Bible when I preach them. Oh, okay. That's a good way to do it. But again, yeah, know anybody who would like to come and talk about something, um, maybe where we don't see eye to eye, or just what their church is doing to reach, you know, serve a certain part mm -hmm. of a community, I think would be really cool just to get that out so that, Maybe there is a, you know, someone in a congregation or on a committee within their church that's looking for a way to do X, mm -hmm. you know, right? reach the community. Yeah. And, you know, we talked, I did hear some feedback on our one on listening. Yeah. And so if your church is going through one of those situations where, you know, maybe you've got a little conflict going and you need someone to help you listen, uh, I'd be willing to, to come and, yeah. and, and be a part of that listening process. Yeah. Might even bring Alex along. Oh, that would be can, bad. Yeah, he's good to talk and listen. Mm. Uh, but if you, you have that in your congregation, we'd be willing to help. Yeah. It's an important part of who we are as Christ's church. Yeah, good. Yeah, and like one of the ways, I'll throw out one of the ways that we're doing to reach out to, to the community is here we're having, a, I forget what date, and I think we've got it 
booked for how many people can come, but just getting together to make tamales. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's sold out. Yep. I mean, not sold out, but booked out, whatever. Booked yeah. yeah. Um, one of our uh, neighbors down the road from our house, my mom set this up because uh, they're good friends. And yeah, yesterday I got to, they brought some for me to try to see if they're too spicy. You got a tamale? Oh, and man, she says they're New, New Mexico tamales because they're all different from different places. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, are they good. Cool. Best tamale I've ever had. Maybe we all ought to have a tamale dinner. I know. Church, you know. That'd be pretty awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Well, thanks. thanks. We'll see you next week.